Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome. Welcome. Garlic. Sensory pleasure or social nuisance? It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research, with a special pocket-sized episode about research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Here's biomedical researcher Chris Kotsipas. Three researchers at the University of Helsinki, Finland, tried to figure out whether garlic, especially the smell of garlic, is heavenly or hellish. They wrote a report about what they learned. The report is... Garlic. A Sensory Pleasure or a Social Nuisance, by Susanna Rosin, Heli Tuorila, and Anti Utila, published in the journal Appetite in 1992. This investigation was about garlic, yes, but, or rather, and it was about people. A total of 100 female and male shoppers in Helsinki were interviewed to evaluate beliefs, attitudes, and norms concerning the consumption of garlic. The annoyance related to the smell of garlic compared to other social orders was also measured. Before we go any further, Chris, you are a scientist. I play one on TV. You play one in real life. I do. Have you ever worked with or on garlic in the lab? Not directly, no. Has garlic played any kind of role in the lab for you? Socially in the lab? You know, that's really interesting. There are occasional social oopsies where someone smells quite a lot of garlic, and it's certainly noticeable. It permeates. Has this had much effect on the uh, output of the laboratory? It has certainly changed the social dynamics from time to time, where people have had to be told that their personal habits may require a little bit of modification. Has garlic had, in that way, some sort of effect on the history of science? Hmm. In terms of ostracizing people. He was a good mathematician, but he smelled of garlic. You got somebody in mind? No, not really. Who is it? Oh, I thought you were being diplomatic. No. It was more about garlic than it was about science. Oh, okay. And do you go to the lab some days after having eaten garlic? I try and avoid it. I actually avoid alliums for lunch in general, both garlic and onion, because I'm aware that it smells. And when you're having a one-on-one meeting with someone in particular, breathing that over them is... Have you had a meeting in which you noticed that you were having an unintended effect? Yes. And chewing gum doesn't work. It just makes it worse, I think. What happened as a result of that meeting? Uh, I leaned back and then suggested we go for coffee and kind of tried to get out of my office. That leads to coffee breath, doesn't it? It's better than garlic breath. Rosin, Tuorla, and Utila begin with a review of some basic facts about garlic. Garlic, its formal name is Allium satium, is one of the oldest cultivated plants. It's an essential culinary ingredient in many countries, which implies that its flavor is generally considered pleasant. An essential what kind of ingredient? Culinary. That's a lovely way you pronounce that word. 
They remind us that garlic is a multi-purpose tool. In addition to its use as a spice, garlic has been traditionally used for therapeutic purposes. Garlic is a multi-purpose tool that has side effects. The ingestion of garlic is followed by a strong smell on the human breath, and garlic can also make the sweat odorous. Odorous? Odorous. What do you mean by what do they mean by odorous? I think it means you stink of garlic. Other scientists had already discovered, as had millions of non-scientists, that there can be some unpleasantness. In a study by a scientist named Pangborn in 1988, the odor of garlic presented using the scratch and sniff technique was moderately disliked and considered the least pleasant of the 18 food-related odors rated. That same year, 1988, saw a different scientific investigation that also found some unpleasantness. A scientist named Schleit investigated memories and associations of odors in German and Japanese subjects. The smell of garlic, when mentioned, was most often considered unpleasant by both groups of subjects. 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 As in the king and queen have subjects. As in research subjects, volunteers who are willing to answer your questions or smell your garlic for a small consideration. As in the king and queen have research subjects. Yes. Do you feel like the king or queen sometimes? I'm the king of the lab. Rosin, Tuorola, and Utola did not investigate garlic directly. No, they investigated the garlic sensibilities of people they found shopping in supermarkets. Shoppers were told that the investigation examined the use of garlic, but did not require them to taste or smell it. This ensured the participation of both friends and foes of garlic. Of these, fifty were women and fifty men. Rosin, Tuorola, and Utola tried to be straightforward in their dealings with the hundred supermarket shoppers. Interviewees were asked if, during the last two years, they had used, were currently using, or intended to use garlic as a spice in foods which they themselves actively prepared or selected as a preparation, such as garlic tablets, or fresh for health reasons. Rosin, Tuorola, and Utola asked penetrating questions. The interviews began with the question. What does eating garlic first bring to mind, and does anything else come to mind when you think about eating garlic? Well, let me ask you those same questions, Chris. First, what does eating garlic first bring to mind? Oh, heaven on a stick! Is that、oh, a good or a、plate. bad thing?、That's、oh, that's <laughs> fantastic! Heaven on a stick, pretty much. Describe heaven in detail so that I can envision it.、Please. So a chicken heaven, kebab. He, no, no, heaven on a stick. What is heaven on a stick? It's a chicken kebab with garlic aioli slathered all over it. All right, and now another question for you: Does anything else come to mind when you think about eating garlic? Lots of things, mostly positive. Different forms of preparation of garlic. Has your、uh, vast experience in the sciences had an influence on your ability to cook well with garlic? Cook well overall, yes. Understanding the chemistry of food, garlic in particular, I'm not sure. Has your vast experience as a cook had influence on the way you do your science in the laboratory? I mean, specifically as a cook who cooks with garlic. Huh. Yes, in the writing of science, certainly. Funnily enough, you get a sense for how much piquancy you want to add to a dish to make it interesting but not overbearing. Kind of like using garlic. Cooking with garlic has had an influence on your writing skills. You're telling me. Yeah. It's an aesthetic. Do you feel that cooking with garlic can perhaps improve the writing skills of almost anybody? If oh, absolutely、really、not. I'm very special. Go on. That's pretty much it.
No, paragraph. no, no, no. Explain. How Period, are you, new paragraph. How in, in this regard are you very special? I think I overthink things, and that's relatively unusual. You think that you overthink things? Yes. The investigation culminated with a questionnaire. A series of questions was formulated to measure the annoyance caused by the odor of garlic and other presumably annoying social odors. The subject was told to imagine sitting in a bus when a strongly smelling middle-aged person, either a woman or a man, sat down next to him. The smell options were garlic, sweat, alcohol, and scent. Perfume on women, aftershave on men, and their two-way combinations. The 100 shoppers had definite feelings about the different social odors. All smells were, on average, considered disturbing, but their relative annoyance varied. The combination of alcohol and sweat was rated the most annoying smell, and garlic and scent were judged the least so. Here again, in the laboratory, have you found that alcohol and sweat are the most annoying smell? There are so many more smells in the laboratory. The answer is no? The answer is no. The public, at least these 100 members of it, who were volunteers, made a distinction between sweat and garlic. The smell of sweat, both alone and combined with other smells, was considered particularly annoying. The extent to which garlic was annoying seemed to depend on the smell it was combined with. That same public revealed that it, the public, believes certain things to be more or less true about garlic. The three most common beliefs were that garlic has a pleasant taste, that garlic leaves an unpleasant smell on the breath, and that garlic is healthy. If you were to encounter somebody who somehow had never ever encountered garlic, how would you introduce it to them? I think I'd tell them it was a small bulb that we use to flavor food, and I'd probably introduce it to them roasted or confit on toast. It's really mellow that way. It loses a lot of its harshness, and it's a little bit more accessible. It has those sweet roasted notes. And I think I'd probably start there. Where would you finish? And at what point would warnings enter into this? I think I'd progress through really old-fashioned gazpacho, like pre-tomato gazpacho, so almond, bread, and garlic and olive oil. Go all the way through to something like an aioli in a seafood stew, and then eventually through the shawarma universe, where you get a little garlic paste and wind up at Greek skordalia, which is basically garlic paste served on toast. And it's raw garlic with potato, and it reeks of heaven. Any... Last thoughts for today on garlic? Eat more garlic. If everyone eats garlic, then no one is offended by the smell. Is that true? Well... You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a special pocket-sized episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. I invite, advise, and implore you to subscribe to the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research, six new issues a year, and get yourself some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prizes and the ceremonies and how we're coping with the copious constraints of the COVID-19 pandemic, and about how you can help via our Patreon. All this at our website, improbable.com. It's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we'll look at something or other. We will. Until then. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>